My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everybody, today we're meeting Matt Diragatis, who recently played an off-Broadway show this past summer, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. The play was very successful, and I want you to tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, Cat and a Hot Tin Roof is a very famous play that was written by Tennessee Williams for all the uh, viewers at home. We're in my apartment right now, so you can see some paraphernalia. This is an original 1966, uh, 60, 61 or 66 uh, Australian poster when they re-released the movie in Australia. And this is our uh, New York Times review from our production from this past summer. Oh. So uh, we did it in New York City. It was a very successful play. It's about greed and sexuality and a dysfunctional family. Um, it's actually one of the most famous plays ever written. Mm -hmm. And we were the first group in the history of America to do it off-Broadway. It's only done. Uh, it's only been done on Broadway six times previously. Uh, over the last 70 years. So it's mm -hmm. it's rarely done. And they gave us the permission to do it off-Broadway in July and August. And it was such a successful run that they have now given us an unprecedented re-engagement mm -hmm. license. So we're doing it again in February and March 2023 in New York City at Theater at St. Clement's. Oh, that sounds very interesting. I would love to see your show this new production that you're gonna do in february well you'll have to buy a ticket yeah <laughs> of course no comps <laughs> yeah but uh i've heard that to prepare for your role as brick in um back in summer you had to take some steps uh in advance to make yourself physically fit for that role if you can just share with us uh what was your strategy to prepare to that role yeah, so it was a very physical role. Brick is the type of character who doesn't say a lot, but he's got a lot of internal strife and a lot of internal yeah. conflict. His friend just committed suicide. There's whispers that the Brick and his best friend Skipper may have had a homosexual relationship. Brick denies it. It's pretty apparent that Skipper is gay. The play is traditionally set in the 1950s. We modernized it. We brought it into 2022. Uh, the good thing about playing Brick is it's a very ambiguous character. So you don't really know if Brick is or isn't gay and what kind of relationship he had with Skipper. It's really up to the actor. But uh, one of the things about Brick is he's a football player. He's a, mm -hmm. a retired football hero, as yeah. they call it. Um, but he's still young and he's still in good shape. And myself, I joke around and... I had to wear a towel mm -hmm. for most of the first act of the play, which is close to 45 minutes. So you're just walking around in a towel. So I joke around saying that I didn't want to be fat on a hot tin roof. You know, <laughs> I, I wanted to be matte on a hot tin roof. So right. <laughs> I 
uh, went a pretty detailed transformative process. I had COVID was actually on my side in oh. the, in this one because the show got canceled five times, mm. and it was supposed to happen for like the fourth time or the fifth time. I've lost count in terms of when all the productions were supposed to be, but it was supposed to happen in January of 2022. Uh, but then the Omicron outbreak hit and we had to postpone the show until July. We postponed the show for January, like December 21st. Mm -hmm. So it was less than a month before we were going to go. And trust me, I was not in the shape that I wanted to be in. So I got like a second life with Uh Omicron and I was like, okay, I have now six more months to get myself into like the best shape that I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So I was really strict, really, really strict. Um, I have a friend who's a personal trainer in California and he gave me some wisdom. He's trained celebrities and stuff. So he gave me some tips. Uh, I work out at a gym in Bradley Beach, New Jersey. There's a vitamin store mm-hmm. next to that. The guy inside gave me some tips. Um, but it was a lot of discipline. That's really, really what it comes down to is discipline. And from January till July 15th, which was when the first show was, I would say I probably had six cheat meals, which meant I probably had 174 really healthy meals, you know? And that involved eating a lot of the same stuff. Oatmeal, egg whites, nuts, raisins. I have a juicer off camera over there. (laughs) Did a lot of juicing to kill cravings. Bananas, made a lot of protein shakes, a lot of fiber. Drank a lot of tea that flushes my system every night. Put a lot of psyllium husk in oatmeal. Psyllium husk, for those at home that don't know what psyllium husk is, you're a pharmacist. Why don't you tell them what psyllium husk is? Yeah, psyllium husk help you to lose weight in a more healthier way is being a fiber. So it's just additional fiber to a diet. Yeah. Uh, but I see you put a lot of, um, you know, steps into preparing yourself. As yeah, a, a lot of like broccoli, broccolini, uh, a lot of chicken, beef. Fat can be your friend. A lot mm-hmm. of people think that if you eat fat that you're going to get fat. It's more refined sugars, carbs, like those are the types of things that are going to make you fat. I mean, I was eating blocks of mozzarella cheese and uh, steaks and it it didn't make me me fat or anything like that. I did a juice cleanse as I got closer to the show to try to get that extra pounds off the waistline. Did a lot of cardio, sometimes an hour a day of cardio, Mm -hmm. hour to hour and a half of weight training. So you're talking two and a half hours a day, five, six, sometimes seven days a week. Um, It was like a full-time job because then you come back from the gym and then you've got to have the right meal and then you've got to have the right meal before bed and you're trying to keep that metabolism going, trying to get as much sleep as possible. Not only was I in the show, but I also produced it. Mm -hmm. So I really had like 10 full-time jobs uh, all happening at once and um, certainly the most... Did you get enough energy from that diet? Uh, yeah, yeah. I never really felt exhausted. Um, I never really felt like worn out until the play started happening. Mm -hmm. But that's because that's when I really started exerting a lot of emotional energy and physical energy. I'm on a crutch. I fall several times. I fell over 200 times throughout the run. I still have a bone bone bruise that's not totally healed. I put a lot of pressure on the crutch. My Mm -hmm. wrist is still jacked up from it. So... Yeah, yeah, a lot 
it was a very physical role. And I knew that in order to, you know, look the part, and also you want to look good on the stage, uh, a lot of work had to go into it. So, like I said, Omicron was my friend. It gave me, <laughs> it gave me six extra months. Yeah. Um, I don't think that the show, honestly, I really don't think the show would have been as well received if we did it in January for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons is I wouldn't have wouldn't have looked as appealing yes. <laughs> you know so so you needed that time to... i needed that time to really lock it down right. and get into shape and i'm not somebody that's ever in bad shape mm-hmm. but i'm also not somebody who's ever like in really great shape so right. that was like the first time in my life that i got in great shape but it took you a few months five six months right? yeah so i went from 198 pounds to 170 Okay, so 28 you pounds. lost 28 pounds in the period of five, six months. Right. Yeah, so it's kind of a gradual way of doing it, and it's more sustainable. And in your case, it also gave you like um, confidence and energy. And Well, there was an anxiety, too, also, because yeah. it was like, I've got to have my shirt off. All these people <laughs> are going to be looking at me. I, ha- I have to not look like a slob, right. you know? Uh, but then you deprive yourself of all like the foods that you like to eat, like mm. pasta, pizza, burgers, cake, ice cream. So when the show ended, I went on a, a bender that I'm still kind of on uh, mm. for the last two months. And now it's kind of daunting because with the show coming back in February, I've, I've got to do this all over again. Right. So you're going to repeat the same steps that you took before and you know how long it's going to take you. So as you just said... I have said, a better starting point this time. Okay. Because I'm not 198 now, you know. Mm. So I'm prob- I've am i probably put 10 pounds back on since the show ended. Because, I mean, we were talking off camera. Yeah. It's not a sustainable way of living. Right. Um. So... I probably have gone back from 170 to 180, 182, maybe I am now. So in four months, I have to lose 12 pounds Mm -hmm. rather as opposed to in six months needing to lose 28 pounds. So I'm just, I'm at a better starting point as long as I don't continue to eat Sunday gravy and carrot cake. All right. All right. So, um... As we just seen, like uh, how many uh, preparation is needed to to get to that goal that you set for yourself. In your in your case, it would be uh, being ready for the physical, uh, you know, appearance of that certain type of person who you're playing. So for those who are wondering, like how to kind of get to that perfect shape that they wanted and. Uh, uh, to uh, have that kind of energy. So what would you recommend to people to really like start changing in terms of their habits, daily routine? Well, I mean, it's, it takes a lot of discipline and it takes, I think, having a, a specific goal because if you just kind of wake up and say, you know what, I feel like getting into good shape. You can always kind of make excuses like, well, I said I was going to get into good shape, but I, I didn't put a timeline on it. I can have this pizza today or, you know, like I'm, I'm just slowly, gradually eating healthy. And I think when you kind of have that mindset without a, a specific end goal in mind and maybe even a time for that end goal, mm-hmm. you're maybe more susceptible to, to lose track. I mean, I'm getting my, my master's in psychology okay. right now, but I'm 42 years old. Yeah. So I started to college when I was 18. Mm. So without that end goal of I tell, I'm telling myself I'm going to get it by the time I'm 30, you know, yeah. 
you you can veer off and then you're 42 and you're like, well, shit, it's time for me to get this thing, you know? So it's like, same thing with the diet. It's like, well, if you don't have an end goal in mm-hmm. mind, then I think you're going to allow yourself to just not be as disciplined with it because you, you, I guess you really need like a, again, and there's got to be a stakes involved, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, the stakes were... I know that on this date, I have to perform for five weeks with my shirt off in front of hundreds of people every night, right. the New York Times, all of these esteemed critics yes. in the very first off-Broadway production of Cat in a Hot Tin Roof, and I'm the lead. Mm-hmm. So all eyes are going to be on me. So it's right. terrifying. But you, I use that terror to motivate me. Mm-hmm. If I just was sitting around with my friends at a bar and said, hey, you know what? By July 15th, I'm going to get myself in the best shape of my life. I wouldn't have been able to do it. How many people join the gym in January, right? Because right. they've got their New Year's resolutions. Yes. And by yes. February, <laughs> they're all gone. Yeah. Because they don't have that real and specific goal in sight. So I, I, think, it, I think you really need to have that specific goal mm-hmm. of what you're working, for, uh, working towards. And I also think you have to stick to it. You have to understand sometimes you're going to have bad days. Everybody's human. Like you're not going to be able to be a complete robot. But, and it's also not going to happen right away. It was frustrating for me because I went from 198 to like 190 to 180 pretty quick. Mm. But getting from 180, it took me a shorter amount of time to go from 198 to 180 than it did from 180 to 170. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't lose any more weight. So then I started getting frustrated and I was like, I guess I'm just going to be 180. And I just stuck with it and stuck with it. And then all of a sudden, like, those 10 pounds came off, like, mm. so quickly. Uh, but it took, it's almost like I hit a wall. And it, and you have to, in my Some case. Some kind of resistance on yeah, the way. Yeah, and in my case, with the, it was a diet. So mm. I was, like, mixing and matching. So it was like I, I went from, like, it's like, you know, people that are 500 pounds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they can lose weight very quickly without necessarily eating very healthy. They just have to stop eating the volume of food that's going to get them to 500 pounds. But if they're trying to get a six-pack or they're trying to get really tight, you have to start making, like, alterations along the way. You know, you Mm -hmm. might be able to go from 500 pounds to 250 very quickly, but if you want to get to 200, then it's like, okay, well, potatoes are not serving me anymore. i got to cut potatoes out. Mm -hmm. I liked pasta. That helped me get down to 180, but it's not helping me get to 170. Yes. I got to take pasta out. I got to put lentils in. You know, mm-hmm. I got to juice more. I've got to drink more water. Half hour of cardio is not cutting it anymore. I've got to, I've got to do an hour. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of like improvise as you go as well. Yeah, and also like be ready to uh, make some changes in what you're doing right now, understanding that um, in order to get to that goal, I can repeat the same thing and not re- getting results. So it has to be something changed. And yeah. being open to to make that changes and uh, moving forward without stopping and giving up. Right. But he, when you hit that wall and you know how to overcome the resistance, you you continue working towards. Uh, so I feel like uh, this is very important advice for those who are... Um, willing uh to you know follow the steps be consistent be persistent and and you said it before too like 
I'm doing it again, so I right. know what to do now. So yeah. it's easier this time around. Whereas the first time, I I didn't know that I could do this because yes. I had never done it before. So you, like mm-hmm. you said, trying to become a different person and change your mindset and going down a road that I've never gone down before. Mm-hmm. Whereas like this time around, it's more like, well, I know I can do it because I've done it. And it's just mentally putting yourself through it again. Yes, I think it's the most important thing is your intention and uh, now, like you've seen the evidence of it's happening, and which is very the important that you got, yeah, and that's enough for you to know that you can do it again. And now, even you know that you can make some improvements on what you did. Yeah, maybe before. I can get even in better shape, right? Right. So, but I think what you just said is important that you saw the evidence. So it's like mm-hmm. you put in all the work and you saw the results. Because if you put in all the work and you don't mm-hmm. see the results, then you're like, what am I doing here? So there's a reward for it, you know, and, you know, it feels good to look good. And honestly, I know you're going to have very many guests that are doing all kinds of different things. This Mm -hmm. isn't just about diet, but you you do feel better, you know, and you do start to enjoy eating broccoli and chicken (laughs) and stuff like that. It's not until like for me when the show ended and we all went out for like the cast afterwards and had pizza and pasta Mm -hmm. and I could finally relax that I started to realize oh wow I really missed this but like Mm -hmm. when I was in it I didn't feel like ugh, I'm depriving my myself of you know the food that I really want like it's like when you cut out sugar and I've heard this from many other people too there comes a point where you stop craving it yes so like I stopped craving the bad foods Mm -hmm. and I started to enjoy all of the good foods yeah. So it's weird how it works. It's mental, a lot of it. Right, yeah. And your body, too. I know. I know what you're talking about. Our taste bath actually changed within, I, I think it's about two, three weeks in new regimen that you decided to switch to. You kind of, like, start um, tasting it differently than how you used to taste. It's That's true. why it's not as addictive anymore to you to crave for those... Um, junk food or like unhealthy well, like vegans I, I mean I, I know people that right. are that are vegans and they 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 used to eat like a lot of meat and I would I would you know say to them like oh I could never be a vegan because I love my steak and they would say you know what I loved it too but like yeah. after a period of time I stopped craving it so mm-hmm. I think same thing after right. your body gets used to like I was literally craving broccolini you know, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like I had, I had worked my, yeah. my body and my taste buds and my whole mentality to be like, wow, I can't wait to get home and just put some olive oil on broccolini with oh, chicken. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever feel that way again though. <laughs> Who knows? But in that little period of time, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's something we should be always thinking about how, um, you know, knowing that it's going to take some time. We're yeah. not talking about overnight kind of results. So right. knowing that it's a long-term commitment to a certain path that you're taking in order to get to where you want. And that's where it becomes kind of like, uh, are you ready to take on that challenge and not give up in a halfway? Are you ready to meet that resistance and overcome it? And um, knowing that it will become you know easier better in uh, along the way so believing that you can do it 
that's the main uh, focus here. So we want to just uh, tell people that uh, everything that you decided to uh, to achieve uh, any type of goal in your different areas of life, even if you just want to be uh, in shape, fit. Well, there's um, that old proverb, the journey, right. the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. <laughs> yes, so, yes. I mean, so, you got to start somewhere. Right. So, and the first few weeks and the last few weeks were the hardest. I know. Especially it was everything the in between was easy. Yeah. But as I started getting closer to the date, it was like right. I started to really feel like I'm coming unglued here. I don't think I can keep this up, you know, mm. for another two, three weeks kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's totally true. I know it, especially in the beginning, it's hard, but in the end, it also could be already kind of like. Um, the beginning is hard. Yeah. Because it takes a good few weeks to start to see any kind of. To change a habit, you need at least three weeks. Yeah. So you have to be uh, willing to commit to that period of time to start even seeing the results. Yeah. So otherwise, you know, it's easy to quit. And it is. And it's not pleasant, probably, in the beginning to feel that, uh, like, how you forcing yourself to make a change in your life, even if it's a good change, but still, you have to be... Um, you have to accept that and it should be like more effortless. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, but um, I'm glad that you shared with us your wisdom today and um, (laughs) pretty sure it will be a valuable advice for a lot of our viewers and listeners. Uh, So I'd like to thank you and I'm looking forward to look to to have that the re-engagement to yeah. see on February 2023. It's actually four months from tonight. And I think tickets are on sale. Tickets now, right? are on sale on okay. that company website, ruthstage.org. Ruthstage.org. Yeah. Okay. So whoever is interested. To and see... actually, if they go to ruthstage.org, they can see on the homepage oh. a picture of me as brick right. on stage in my towel uh and see the oh. shape that i was in that unfortunately i'm no longer in <laughs> yeah but as we all know you will be in in a few months well well you'll have to bring me back on the show in four months and, and see what what happens yeah so for those who want to see how it's gonna end just come to see his show and <laughs> you all know <laughs> okay thank exactly. you very much and um, thanks for having me yeah and Thank you, everybody who's listening. See you, bye. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.